Hello, and welcome to Drunk on DCOMs, uh, a podcast that has not improved my quality of life <laughs> at all. It feels like a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, community service is great and all, but if you really want to make people regret the things they've done, mm -hmm. make them watch every single Disney Channel original movie. Starting at the bottom. Starting at the bottom. You can't start with High School Musical. You know what? It might be worse if you started at the top. Yeah, as long as you made them follow through with it, then absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you, you have to follow through with it. There's a, there's a test at the end in this <laughs> scenario. Okay. okay. So this week, we're talking about Frenemies. I had to look at what the title was. <laughs> Which came out in... Uh, 2012, mm -hmm. uh, which is after I stopped watching these by about seven years. Yeah. So I didn't know who Zendaya was uh, until Spider-Man. And everybody was like, can't believe they got Zendaya in this, in this movie. And mm -hmm. I didn't know who Bella Thorne was until <laughs> she started popping up on like every internet thing as like Bella Thorne does X thing. So I still don't really know who she is. I just know that she is like, she's moved on to become just like a personality. Is that right? That I think that's a good description. I can give a little bit of background into what she has done in the past couple of years. Nothing crazy. Like some okay. of it has been wild, but I've followed her a little bit more. Like I am like their age. So yeah. like I didn't necessarily watch the stuff they were in, but like I kind of see the stuff that they do because we're like the same age. So, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's starring those two, but it's also kind of not starring those two. Mm-hmm. It's real weird. This movie's three movies in one movie. Correct. It's three vignettes, short stories, uh, if you will. So, basically, quick recap. Let's open up. Wait, do you want to break these down one at a time, or you just want to go through all of them? I'd say break them down one at a time. All right. So... First story, we got Jake. We got Jake's dog. Oh, they all they all loosely follow the idea that uh, friends then become mm -hmm. frenemies, become enemies, and then become friends again. But that doesn't really happen in a couple of these. So yeah. you got Jake. You got Murray. Jake's a big old nerd. Big old nerd. He's real real into science. You got Murray. Murray's a dog. Jake's mom at one point literally says, Murray is your best friend, which I think is real depressing for Jake. It is. It is. Especially considering he actually has a pretty good friend group. Right. He's it, got multiple friends. The way the mom says it, it, says it isn't the way that it's like, well, that's your best friend. Like the way a pet is a best friend. Yeah. It is insinuated that like, because you can probably, you'll go into this too. Murray is like, yeah. An intelligent dog, so... Yeah, Murray seems to have near-human intelligence. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Jake, uh, being, like, 15, uh, when an attractive 15-year-old uh, attempts to talk to him, uh, he loses his mind and agrees to do a science project with her. Yeah. Uh she hates she's only she's only uh doing the project with him because she wants him to do all the work and she hates the dog kind of inexplicably 
Like if she, this whole storyline would have been easy for her if she had just pretended to like the dog. So then Jake gets a certificate from NASA and they, they play this up. Like it's a massive deal. Did you see on the certificate? It says uh, that he is second place. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't he win. Didn't, he didn't win. It literally says second place. Uh, what did my band director used to tell us? Um, second, I don't know. First loser. <laughs> Your band director seems like a jerk. He got fired, so he was. Yeah. But yeah, that was the thing he would say out loud to children. That's um, insane. But I'm gonna say to Jake right now because now I'm the asshole adult. Well. Jake sucks, and he came in second. But, and he literally gets a piece of paper from NASA that's like, congrats on finishing second. You suck. So uh, so the popular girl uh, is pretending to date Jake. Yes, because she just wants him to do the science project. Because she just wants him to do the science project. And he's falling for this, even though it doesn't really make sense. And then he and popular girl take Murray to the park. And he encounters, I don't remember her name, Savannah. He encounters Savannah, who's a, who's a, who's, what? There's a big part here, though. The popular I don't remember. hate the dog. I said that. Did you? Yeah, I said her whole, she, this could go easy for her if she just pretended to like the dog. Oh, but yeah, no, but like, she doesn't just need to, like, pretend to like, she, like, visibly will be, like, disgusted by a dog, which yeah. makes sense like it's it makes just makes no it's sense dog. it's a dog it, yeah so yeah they yeah. go back to the park now where he, he runs into savannah the other girl yeah he runs into savannah savannah loves murray uh she's a cool skateboard girl who's you know the exact opposite of uh julianne who's the popular girl who's very uh you know classically popular i guess mm -hmm. very into fashion uh, and basically then Savannah gets proof that, oh wait, no, uh, Julianne makes Murray run away yeah. th through a very bizarre plan where she takes Jake's NASA certificate mm -hmm. and sprays it with her perfume because Murray doesn't like her perfume and puts it through the mail slot and Murray thinking that's junk mail because apparently murray sorts the mail in this house mm -hmm. again near human intelligence uh flushes it down the toilet <laughs> well, you're making that sound as if murray flushes all their junk mail down the toilet does he is that not was that not your impression based yeah. on no <laughs> so what does murray do with the junk mail No. That's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> so why does he do it in this case? Murray normally has a bin for the junk mail. He okay. hates Savannah, or not Savannah. He hates Julianne, and he hates her perfume. She yes. left Jake a love letter that he's destroyed already. She put it through the mail spot, but he destroyed that. He didn't just put yeah. it in the junk mail recycling. So when she sprayed it with her perfume... Although he has near human intelligence, he is not literate. He cannot read. Um, nor can he tell symbols apart, apparently, because the NASA thing had a huge symbol on it. Like, it was pretty, like, 
obvious yeah. um and then he thought it was another love letter and he okay. tried to flush it he just wanted so to destroy you it. picked up on some foreshadowing that i did not pick up on at all so that's fair okay so mm-hmm. <laughs> he tries to get rid of that and uh all of a sudden jake flips out at murray for not having human intelligence but only having near human intelligence mm-hmm. and then murray runs away through the dog door they don't have any other security beyond that mm-hmm. am i wrong like any other way to keep like murray could leave at any point i think the whole point was up until that point murray was so smart he knew not to leave like he would walk jake to the bus stop every morning and then once Jake yeah. was close enough, Murray would turn around and walk home. Like Murray knew what he was doing when he ran away. Murray runs this town like Wishbone. Yes. Yeah. Except he can't speak. Except he can't speak, which is Wishbone's greatest skill. Well, Wishbone only speaks in his head in the real life situations. Yeah. Well. Hear him. That's Wishbone awesome. more useful than Murray. Um, yeah. But anyway, Murray then runs into uh, Savannah who is skateboarding and um, she takes Murray home. She doesn't take him to Jake's. She takes him to her place. Dog theft. Dog theft. And then uh, Savannah goes to school the next day, realizes that Julianne is dating three people, one in each of her classes, because they're all simultaneously doing group projects, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I and love, I love how at one point Savannah is like, she's dating three people to do her work for her. How devious, but also smart. <laughs> yes, like, bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Savannah's like, if I'd thought of that, I'd do it, but I didn't yeah. think of it. So I'm going to, I'm going to rat out Julianne. So she yeah. brings the people that Julianne is dating all to the same class mm-hmm. where Jake uh has finished their project mm-hmm. and they, there's a confrontational moment where all of the people that julianne is dating just like look at her and are like like shake their heads and then walk away and then jake basically is like i don't need this a i don't need this project and then murray runs in <laughs> and he learns how to speak and he calls her a skank <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> right and that's the end now, why is Murray there? Um, because Savannah brings him. She gets him to give him back to Jake at school. I guess that's the best time <laughs> But he wasn't there five minutes ago, and she realized that... Don't think about he... it too hard. Don't... Okay. So, so Murray destroys the project, but that project was not covered in Julianne's perfume, by the way. See, Murray just knows now. He's getting smarter. By the third story, Murray is pulling a what the dogs do in that one Rick and Morty episode. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah. They take over the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the first story. Notice we didn't talk about uh, Zendaya Zendaya or Bella Thorne at all. Mm -hmm. And they're the main characters in this. At least that's how it's presented at the beginning. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then uh, we go to the second story. 
You got, this is the Bellathorn Zendaya one. They are best friends. They run a web magazine. Just a blog website. Yeah. The website. Called, yes, called Geekly Chic. Uh, funny or catchy. No, it's terrible. It's uh, very Disney. Very, yes. It's so Disney. Disney. This is what kids talk like. And it's like, no, it wasn't. I was alive in yeah. 2012. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they get a call from a from their favorite New York City publishing company mm-hmm. to have a meeting with basically uh, Meryl Streep from The Devil Wears Prada, but yeah. bad at acting. And I so, definitely know who my favorite New York City publishing company is. And I definitely did when I was 14. Penguin. Penguin. Yeah, they, they, I think they publish a lot of kids' books. I remember there was a penguin on a lot of those books. Yeah, my little golden books. Yeah. That's did, you ever wa- did you ever watch um, with BoJack Horseman? I did not watch BoJack Horseman. Okay. Very depressing show. I yeah. do not recommend it because it'll just, man, that show is depressing. Uh, but there's a there's a publishing company in that show, and mm-hmm. it is entirely staffed by penguins. Hilarious. Yeah, it's a good joke. So uh, Zendaya and uh, Bella Thorne are best friends, although apparently they hate each other in real life. Uh, they definitely saw, now. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a thing about that. So they go to this meeting. Uh, she, the, the Meryl Streep character tells them that she likes their blog, but she only wants one of them. So they have to decide, uh, which one of them gets to have their dream job at age 14 and which one of them does not. And they each have to write a cover article and Meryl Streep's character will judge. Yeah. I'm just casting Meryl Streep in this now will yeah. judge which one was better. And so uh, they both decide, I'm skipping, I honestly, can I just skip the part about uh, the weird kid who is mean, is mean to both of them, but really likes Bella Thorne? Yeah, and he's specifically mean to Bella Thorne, and then later they're like, yeah. hey, he likes you. What? Yeah, it's the worst thing in the world. Get out of here. It was it's terrible. You made this. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Terrible. So uh, they decide to both write about a French singer named Jean Frank. And they're both going to interview this guy. And they both show up at his concert. Uh, Bella Thorne gets a ticket from the guy who pretended he didn't like her. And Zendaya ends up sneaking in through a window that's not really addressed by the way how security was so lax that she just climbed in through a window and uh it turns out jean frank is american uh and is named johnny frankuski and he decides to go acoustic because of their interview And they write the article together and they're friends again. I should have mentioned they fight for like two minutes in the middle. Yeah, it's very brief. Can I also bring up that they keep talking about, oh, it's Jean Franck's first time in America. He like, we're going to get an interview before anyone else does. But the concert sold out. Yep. Those two things aren't lining up to me. It could be the first time in America. 
if your concerts are already selling out, you're not up and coming. You are nope. selling out stadiums, which means yes. someone else has interviewed you. Someone from maybe Rolling Stone or, you know, they're interviewing yeah. you because they know you're like a big thing now. It, and it also somebody's more- digging into your background. Right. It yeah. would have made a lot more sense for it to be like a smaller artist and been like, oh, he's playing at a bar and my mom we- let me go great call that's the way that, there's so many yeah okay yes so that story is the middle story and it's so boring mm-hmm. uh boring. and then the last story is even more boring yes if you've ever seen any one of like the 50 films that involve a rich person taking the life of a poor person and you know because they look alike just mm-hmm. like a, a, it's just it's a, it's a, we're just swapping roles. Movie. It's a parent trap. It's a parent trap. Yeah, you. Yeah, it's similar to a parent trap. I, it, I would argue there's some very clear differences. Yeah, they're not related. I'm trying to yeah, think of a, a better. It's an unrelated one. parent trap. It's also not a body swap. You know. It's not a. It's not one of those. It's not a switcheroo. It's not a Freaky Friday. No, it's not a Freaky Friday. More closely, a parent trap. Um, yeah. What Lindsay Lohan movie is the exact right comparison for this? I don't know. Yeah. There's uh, got to be one. I'm sure. I'm trying yeah. to think if there's... I it's can't... A, Usually this, it, the parent traps, it is like an unknown twin. Yeah. It's a Prince and the Popper, if you want to be specific. Oh. That is a fairy tale that I forgot. Yeah. Existed. Same. Also, I it. Barbie Princess and the Popper is a great movie. Is it? I love the Barbie movies. I'm very. Uh, you know they're they're making a live action Barbie. I don't want that. Um, last <laughs> I checked in, last I checked in, I think Barbie was being played by oh, who was it? Who's the Australian? Um, from the Pitch Perfect movies. Rebel Wilson? I think Rebel Wilson was playing Barbie. I think. Are they going to do it where, like, now they make think, yes. Barbie body shapes? Is it going to yes. be different body shape Barbies? Listen, whatever. It's fine. That, I'm, I'm looking it up because that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on OprahMag.com. <laughs> oh, no, it's Margot Robbie now. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the best Barbie movie is the Barbie Rapunzel movie. Um, huh. My sixth or fifth birthday, my mom can confirm this when she listens and she'll text me. Um, sure. I strategically planned and asked almost every one of my family members for gifts from the Barbie Rapunzel movie. So I had the dragon, the prince, Rapunzel, the tower, the carriage, the horse, all that I had. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely bananas. Um, well, that's probably the best day of your life. It absolutely was. You um, peaked at age five. One of my dad's ki- one of my dad's friends' kids did break one of my presents that day, though, and I was That's unacceptable. I still haven't forgiven them. I won't. Um, I'm not gonna. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dox him. Them right there, right what's now. his name and address? I won't do it. But Social I- security number. <laughs> I know you know it. When this podcast blows up and they hear this. I want them to know that I haven't forgotten that they broke my shit at my birthday party. Yeah. And they were unpleasant to be around. 
So. Those grudges never go away. Mm-mm. Don't break someone's shit at their own birthday party. It's a dick move. It really is. Okay, so there's a, it's a prince and a pauper type scenario. Yeah, so Savannah from the first story, and they introduce a new character, Emma Reynolds, also played by the same person, mm-hmm. and she's just comically wealthy. Yes. Uh, the reason it sounds like a parent trap, as you have said, is because she is a butler. Mm-hmm, and... And it's like one of those things where, like, just like in the Parent Trap, like in the Parent Trap, Jesse and the Butler know the whole, like, yes, the time, like something's off. You yeah. can tell this Butler knows that something is off. It's because he's like five feet away when they're planning the whole thing. <laughs> Drinking and flushing. He's just having a nice time. Uh, so the there's so many bizarre things in this. Um, the rich girl when she's pretending to be the not rich girl. Uh, mm-hmm tries to guess the dad's nickname like three times she's you're you're take it no 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 no. go ahead continue I'll she's like thanks dad and and he's like dad and she's like uh oh no she says father then mm-hmm. dad and then he's does he tell her he goes what happened to pops yeah he wants to be called pops that's the thing that you call your grandpa yeah it's bizarre it's so weird. So, yeah. And also, they put zero thought into this parent trap that they're doing. Because yeah. they don't know anything about each other. No. And, like, like she literally, I feel bad for the rich girl. Like, yes. if you have to look at the two situations here, the rich girl is an only child at her home. Her parents are wealthy. She's got a butler who's nice to her. And like yeah. the the you know quote unquote poor girl, they present her as like a middle class normal person. Yes, she has like six brothers and her dad. So like you yes. have to live with these like six boys. Yes, like eating all the food. Also, I would say I would like to say that is super fucked up in my head. That like the boys eat all the food and then the dad's like, you weren't fast enough. Um, no, yeah. You Food for all of your kids what you need fuck? it is your job as a parent to provide enough food this is not a hunger game situation no she didn't get to eat breakfast or dinner that day it's, I a, it's ridiculous yeah it's unacceptable unacceptable mm-hmm. just have, absurd have the boys grabbed all the chicken legs like absolutely not you make enough chicken legs right and then you say everybody's one chicken yes leg. And if as, a, one, as a parent <laughs> it's your job to distribute yeah. Yes. Ridiculous. So anyway, they pretend to not like each other for like five minutes in the middle of this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, over boys, it's boy related. So basically the rich girl, the only redeeming part of Savannah's life is Jake. Yeah. And he's only girl. just entering it. Right. And the rich girl tells Jake she thinks he's cute, which Savannah hasn't done. Like, yeah. and Jake aren't, like, really dating. And then, you know, the rich girl has this really crummy, like, conceited boyfriend. So, like, she thinks Jake's nice. And Savannah thinks that she's just doing, like, you know, telling Jake she likes him as a favor to her. And then they're going to switch back so she can date Jake. And yes. then the rich girl's like, no, I want to date Jake now. And then Savannah's like, oh, that's fine. You can date Jake, but I'm taking your fancy birthday party. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. So mm-hmm. then... Uh, there's the fancy birthday party, and they make up. Uh, yep. 
the the poor girl pretending to be the rich girl dumps the rich girl's boyfriend. Bold move. Yeah, bold move. He sucks, mm-hmm. but like still a bold move. Uh, and then uh, the rich girl is real happy when she finds out about this because apparently she's been trying to dump him since like third grade or something. They've been mm-hmm. dating for that long and she's she can't dump like she hasn't been able to dump him. That's going to mess up that guy, too. Right. He heard that. He seemed like a jerk, though. Yeah, he sucked already, but he's going to suck even more when he finds out that the one person he thought liked him mm-hmm. has been trying to dump him for six years. Well, he didn't even have the assumption that she liked him. Because it was yeah, really, that's true. why do you guys date? And he was like, well, I needed to, mommy and daddy made sure I dated someone at my status. Like they, Oh, they, yeah. Let's not, yeah. Let's not, let's not misconstrue that I'm saying he's the real victim here. <laughs> The yeah no he sucks man like always yeah. yes exactly no he <laughs> sucks but she, i'm just saying she should have broken up with him like five years ago she'd be right. much happier she wouldn't want to switch lives with somebody yeah. else maybe so uh dance sequence no, they no. become friends and then there is a bizarre dance sequence that doesn't fit at all and it pulls all the characters back in yes. like for no well, reason Bella Thorne and Zendaya show back up. Yes. The blonde-haired girl who no one likes is there, like, from yes. her story. Uh, like, it, it just feels like it was just supposed to be like, oh, right, it's over now. This is a dance. Yeah. It's done. It's really bad dancing. There's a bizarre part in the middle of the dance where they dance with skateboards. Yeah, like, what was, what was that? Every They have five skateboards and each has a letter on it and like the closing move yes. of that sequence is them all holding up the skateboard so it just spells out skate very like, what is this you know in tony hawk's pro skater uh, a game i don't know if you ever played great video game uh you whenever you play it you have to find the letters to skate they're hidden throughout the, the map very fun game that was strong recommend tony hawk pro skater all right that's- <laughs> anyone who was anyone who was alive in 1998 played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I was two years old. Yeah, you weren't the target demographic. No, I was not. No. Um, but great game. Still yeah. have it. Movie was strange. I have a yeah. theory why it was set up the way it was. Okay. I think for a hot minute they were probably like, we're just gonna give Bella Thorne and Zendaya their own decom. Because yeah. this was in the midst of Shake It Up, which was their show. And were they then, the same show? Yeah, they were in a show together. Oh, okay. Well, that explains why they hate each other. Yes. And, um, yeah, the show was called Shake It Up. It was about them being on this, like, dance show in Chicago. Okay. Um, well, that explains why they danced. Yes. And that explains the dancing sequences. And... Like- um, I just think they probably were like, let's do a Disney Channel original movie with them. And then they were like, I don't know. We're probably going to be like, it's going to take a really long time because we're going to have, you know, like kids are only allowed to be on set for so long and they wouldn't have been 18 at that point. So like, it was probably like, well, this movie's either going to take a year and a half to make, or we can insert two other vignettes and production time down to like a few months. And I think they may have been screen testing a few. I th- I mean, I think that's oh, yeah. what DCOMs are. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, we've talked about this before. But I think the kid who played Jake, um, I think they were screen testing him. Because at the time, that they would have been prepping for Live and Maddie and Girl Meets World. 
And I think they may have been screen testing him for like a brother or boyfriend character. But yeah. then he ended up taking off and he was in Jurassic World. Uh, yeah, I remember. And then he was in Love, Simon, which was a pretty big movie. And he was. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. And he was on the. Was he the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Is that no. a different guy? You're thinking of Rosalind. She's completely different. He's. The oh, movie. yeah. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. He's in a different one. Yeah. Um, that dude can't act. But anyway, mm -hmm. um, same thing for Savannah. The mm -hmm. girl who plays Savannah because she's gone on to be in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, she, uh, I'm looking at her filmography. She was on NCIS mm. for a while. Uh, and then just like a ton of guest spots, just a ton of guest spots. But she's, and she's on Cobra Kai right now, which is, you know, a, a pretty massive show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like they all just kind of actually went on to be bigger than what Disney thought they were going to be, and they were yeah they were screen testing, and the kids just didn't work out because they ended up landing bigger roles. Like Jurassic World, he probably would have landed that role not long after this movie. And that yeah, like I don't need to be in Disney Channel. Or no, <laughs> I'm okay, guys. I'll I'll be okay. So, uh, Savannah also played Eleanor in. The Lord of the Rings, Aragorn's Quest, Aragorn's Quest, the video game. We all remember that legendary character, Eleanor, from The Lord of the Rings. You know all those female characters in Lord of the Rings. There's like three, right? Yeah. They have, basic, they have that classic Tolkien thing where they all have basically the same name. Mm-hmm. And it's literally because like people later asked him, like, why didn't you write more women? And he's like, I'm a man, so I just feel as if I cannot write female characters. And it's like, shut up. Um, yeah. We got Arwen. Tolkien right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that was a pretty good token. He actually sounded like that. Mm -hmm. You got Arwen. You got El, 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 what is her name? What's the... What's the elf's name? How, you, are you still reading these books? You were reading these books, right? I'm about halfway through the first book and then work got really hard and I had like a small breakdown and I haven't read it. Fair enough. You got Arwen, you got Elowin, I think, yeah. and you got Galadriel. Yep, and that's that's about it. That's about it? I do want to talk about Bella Thorne and Zendaya, though, so let's, we'll, let's circle back. Okay, yeah, let's circle back. Because, like, those two have really made it big. And, like, I think yeah. that was very shocking to me. Because, like, this was the Disney Channel era where, like, I feel like it was almost expected at this point. Like, you weren't just, like, Hilary Duff making it big anymore if you were, like, the lead in a Disney show. You were, like, Miley Cyrus, Zach yeah. Rod making it big at this point. Like, that was the expectation. Yeah. Which I don't think Zendaya and Bella Thorne have done that. I don't I think, think Zendaya might... I think Zendaya might be bigger than um, Efron. I think there's an argument. I think you make an argument. Efron never had his own HBO show. You're right. Um, I forgot about Ef Euphoria. Efron's never been in like a superhero blockbuster film, right? He just had like movie after movie from like, I'd say probably when I was in middle school. So what was that? Like, yeah. Probably about this era, like 2012, yeah. 2016. He just landed, like, they weren't always good lead roles. For sure, yeah. He was, in that, Nicholas, okay. he was in that Nicholas Sparks one where his brother died. Yeah. Two. Sad, that one's sad. Um, him and Zendaya are actually in a movie together. So what? I think, yeah, the horrible one with 
Hugh Jackman and they sing and oh yeah um the one based on um what's his name circus pt barnum pt barnum i just listened to a podcast about him bad dude oh he's such a bad guy i've listened to podcasts yeah. too um no super horrible and that's why like i can't watch the greatest it's the greatest showman is the movie yes um, yeah zach efron it's kind of weird because i think they may play again have not seen it so if i'm speculating and i'm incorrect apologies i think they may play love interest which is super weird because he's a good bit older than her yeah he really is um you know i've never seen the greatest showman but i've done some work with the i volunteered with the national down syndrome congress and uh they play a lot of the greatest showman oh, kind of on repeat just yeah. like over and over and over and over and i have heard the song this is me more more times than maybe anyone should hear that song like i am just i'm over it man yeah it, it the first time you hear it you're like oh that's that's pretty inspirational and then like about the 20 to 25th time you're like i this song that's enough yeah um yes and then we can talk about bella thorne here for a second so uh, Adam is controversially saying Zendaya is bigger than Zac Efron. I may be agreeing because they were in the same movie at the same level role, and she is, like, almost 10 years younger than him. Yeah. Um, so maybe you're right there. Bella Thorne, on the other hand, definitely did not have the career that I think people thought she was going to have. Uh, she got into adult films, which is cool, like, perfect, like, do whatever you want, like, whatever makes you happy. She won an award for it. I think she won the best one. I don't know. <laughs> what I know is that she was, like, really close friends and then dated this YouTuber named Tiana Mojo, and it was, like, all this drama. She got really into the YouTube drama circuit, mm. which... Yeah, I'm, I'm not now. I, yeah, keep going, but I just, I'm not sad. I don't know anything about this no and it's just one of those things where like i don't know how you go from being on disney channel like obviously i do she probably has like had a lot of mental strain on her as a young like child and a young adult and then like had a breakdown at some point but like she thinks she, now she's like a creative and she like writes her mm. own and they're horrible and like she directs her own music videos and they're horrible and I, I do want to bring up her most controversial thing, which I think is absolutely just amazing. So we're all aware of the app and website OnlyFans. Um, Bella Thorne had an OnlyFans, where basically at, at one point before her and like at the beginning of her era, you could request anything and tip any certain amount. Well, Bella Thorne was taking these requests with these insane tips. Well, she wasn't fulfilling them. And what ended up happening is it made OnlyFans crack down because they had to repay people so much money <laughs> that they they maxed out the tip account. Like they said, you can only tip a maximum. And to think this is insane, it's like $5,000 now. Like some women were getting $10,000, $20,000 requests. So like OnlyFans, like women on OnlyFans hate Bella Thorne for like honestly like an obvious and kind of reasonable reason. They were good to you yeah. make k in a day oh yeah and now you, you can make look if you can make 10k in a day you make 10k in a day absolutely yes somehow they, yeah, that's where bella thorne is right now is just like everyone on the internet hates her because she like ruined this app for a lot of women who were making really good money and she really limited their incomes which is pretty messed up because she couldn't actually 
it was her fault too. Like it wasn't like um, she made an honest mistake. She was just like, you know, it was very really, disappointing. Very disappointing. So Bella Thorne yeah. in this movie, disappointing. Bella Thorne in real yeah. life, disappointing. Yeah, I mean, you know, what are you doing? Stop taking money out of people's pockets. She's kind of rich too. Like I think she came from like a pretty wealthy family. I'm not gonna click on her Wikipedia page. Nope. Nope. But um, she's also dyslexic, and I remember that. Yeah. Why I'm bringing this up, I remember very vividly Disney Channel running ads about her being dyslexic, and it would be like, "If I can read because I'm dyslexic, you can do anything." And then play like inspirational music, and you'd be like, "Thanks, Bella Thorne." <laughs> That's like when they used to run ads where they were like, you're watching Disney. Ch no, actually, even better example. They used to run ads back in the early 2000s where they would ask a question of their like stars. And Shia LaBeouf was asked who his favorite musician was or what his favorite music was. Mm -hmm. And he said on Disney Channel, Elton John, anything before Candle in the Wind. Anything before Candle in the Wind. Anything after Candle in the Wind, absolute garbage. He said this in a commercial <laughs> on Disney Channel. <laughs> He's just trashing out in John after Candle in the Wind. And honestly, it's not wrong. Early stuff, terrific. Post Candle in the Wind, much less good. Um, that makes me laugh. That also reminds me of, and you probably wouldn't remember this either. Like This was right before the Bella Thorne dyslexia era. This was more when I was watching Disney Channel. When Nick Jonas got diagnosed with type one diabetes, oh. just be like commercials about like how it wasn't like a commercial, but it was like those like filler spots, and it would be about how Nick Jonas had to drink orange juice backstage at a concert. <laughs> and I've seen so many posts online that were like, when I was nine years old, I actually thought that Nick Jonas was going to die from type <laughs> one diabetes as a child because I of have dramatic they made those like. Stories. I have absolutely seen ads. Uh, with Nick Jonas, where he's like, I have to check my insulin, so yeah. I use this app. And it's he's like, this way, I don't have to prick my finger. There's no blood with this app. Yes, he First of all, how's that working? The, what it is, is they don't oh, show yeah, you please the tell me. It's like a thing, it's like a port you put on your arm, and it's got a big oh, no. ram it into your arm. No, I've like, seen The Matrix. Nobody's putting a port on me. Well, it, it removes completely, like, but it's just, like, an easier way for people who need to constantly be monitoring their blood sugar, and, like, your phone will go off if your blood sugar gets low. Man, I could use that, because there are times where I'm just crashing. <laughs> your phone's just going crazy. <laughs> yes. You need to drink a glass of orange juice like Nick Jonas backstage. If I could have a glass of orange juice just brought to me, like, on demand, that's the life. That's the dream. If, if I had a butler, I would just have my butler constantly have a glass of orange juice. Uh, okay, now I have the visual. And uh, you may not. Have you ever seen the movie Steel Magnolias? <laughs> no, I have not seen Steel Magnolias. Oh, it's such a good movie. And there's a scene. Julia Roberts is the daughter. It's her wedding day. Or, like, she's practicing her wedding. I can't, I can't remember if it's her wedding during the practice. And she's sitting in Dolly Parton, who is the beautician's chair. And she, oh, she's man. diabetic. And she's having, like, this diabetic crash. And the mom who is Sally Field, gets a glass of orange juice, and she's going, drink your juice, Shelby! But, like, I imagine that's the situation, but it's yes. you, like, sitting, and it's, like, someone, like, because, like, she won't drink the juice, and they're, like, forcing you to drink the juice. Um, yeah, it's, it's like that, except I would be totally willing to drink the juice. <laughs> also, I've never seen Stu Magnolias, because I've heard it's very sad, but sad. everyone you just named is a very good actor. 
So I'm sure it's a very good film. Oh, it's a phenomenal movie. It's just... I always mix Steel Magnolias up with another film that I feel like came out around the same time, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember what that one's called right now that I think has the same plot. Somebody dies. I don't remember. That was a movie made for like young to middle-aged women in the like late 80s and early 90s. It was just like, this movie is so sad. Very true. You're going to cry. Someone has cancer. Someone's going to die. Like, you're going to be upset at the end. To this day, I refuse to watch a movie that very clearly stars a dog. Because, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not a fool. If you're putting a dog in front of me, I know what's going to happen to that dog. Also, you can only do it so many times. Like, yeah. I read Where the Red Fern Grows in seventh grade. I read Old Yeller in like the sixth grade. Really? Why did they do that? Like, yeah. Back to back. Um, you know, Ma- I read Marley and Me and watched the yeah. movie. I, I didn't read Marley and Me. I saw the trailer for Marley and Me and I said, that dog's going to die. I'm not going to this. The nice thing about Marley and Me, we are really off here. We, this That's doesn't even matter anymore. Good hey, who cares? Um, Nobody's listening anyway. No. The nice thing about Marley and me is it's just him like documenting like Marley lived to be an older dog. Yeah. It's not like old yeller or where the red fern grows where they get like disemboweled by a mountain yep. lion. Yes. Like, just like, brutal. <laughs> Those dogs I, die in brutal ways. I will never forget. I, I remember reading where the red fern grows in seventh grade, which I'm pretty sure is too low for seventh graders to be reading, but that's, we'll talk about the American education system another day. Yeah. I just remember like reading the line where it was like, there is a line in that book where it's talking about like the dog's like intestines being outside of its body and the dog is still alive. And I'm like, could we, can we read something else? Did you, do you ever read Stone Fox? No, no. Okay. Stone Fox. I'm, I'm going to do this and then we can wrap it up. Stone <laughs> Fox is a book about the Iditarod okay. in Alaska. Yeah. And there's and it's about a kid. I forget how old he is, but he's probably just like meant to be your age as the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And he's so he's like 13 years old and he his dad has a stroke and is bedridden and mm-hmm. his mom's dead. I don't know. Uh, so he's like living by himself in Alaska and he has one dog and mm-hmm. he enters the Iditarod. Mm-hmm. And he is attempting to win so that he can win the prize money because mm-hmm. the prize money is going to, I might get some details wrong here. I read this in elementary school. The prize money is going to cure his dad. It's like going to get him the surgery his dad needs. Mm-hmm. So he and his one dog enter the Iditarod and his one dog goes, tries so hard and goes so fast that he is about to win the Iditarod and his dog has a heart attack and his heart explodes. <laughs> And it literally says, like, his heart exploded <laughs> before he can cross the finish line. And then Stone Fox, who is, I think, uh, an Inuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Inuit the correct term? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, Stone Fox, through sheer force of will, stops all of the other racers so that this kid can carry his dead dog's body across the finish line. Why did we read these things as children? 
this was in this was in like the advanced english class when i was in like fourth grade they were like we're reading stone fox and i read it and i was like i'm done with this class guys i'm going back to regular english i don't want any part of this the punishment of advanced english is the emotional toll it takes on you (laughs) also also I'm pretty sure there's a scene during the race where he like races by his house and he like looks up at his dad's room and his mm-hmm. dad's just like looking down at him in the middle of the race. So he didn't need that surgery anyway. I could talk about middle school nonfiction or historical fiction. Um, even just regular fiction. I could talk yeah. about it for days. Literally, I could have a whole podcast on how questionable so many books we read in middle school were. Um, But I think we can let my mom go because she did teach grade for a really long time. So she knows anyway. For sure. Yeah. I think, I think we've said enough. We still have to write, we still have to write this movie. (laughs) What movie are we writing? (laughs) We're rating Frenemies. Oh, uh, I thought we were writing this movie and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's just write this out of second place certificates from NASA. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm giving it like a two. Yeah, I was going to say 2.5. Um, I almost gave it a three just because that's how many stories there are. Mm-hmm. But they're bad. They're bad stories. Yeah, each story gets like less than a point. Yes, and also uh, the one English accent, because the rich girl is bizarrely English. Terrible. Terrible. Taking off a half a point for that. Bye. Bye. Why <laughs> did that have a point? Oh, I okay. don't know if that would be signing off for me saying goodbye. I have, I have no idea. I was like, oh, we're just going? Okay. All right, well. <laughs> I just cut you off, and then it ends. No, we'll, we'll do this a little bit more formally. Um, tune in next week. When we watch something stupid. Who cares? It's probably <laughs> Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Well, that's way high up. You're... Yeah, I know. Um, I know. It's how st- this is going to be rough. I think next week might be okay. Uh, okay. Next week, Motocrossed. Oh, Motocrossed is a classic. So I think we may get another like Phantom of the Megaplex. Yeah. That strike scenario where it's not quite as bad as these late 2000s, yeah. early 2010s ones. So Yes. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's uh, talk about that next week. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Yay!